Welcome to Color Code Your Dog Food with Gail Pruitt, the podcast for good nutrition and wellness for your best friend. Gail Pruitt is a nutritionist and chef, a digestion consultant for people since 2001. She's researched dietary needs for canines since 2008. She's written two recipe books with easy steps to cook for people and pets all at once. Just dish some up for the dogs, then season for two-legged family. Look for Doggone Good Cookbook at Doggone Good Cuisine from St. Martin's Press, available on Amazon. And now, without further pause, here's Gail. Hi, I'm Gail Pritt, a certified nutritionist, and welcome to our podcast, Color Code Your Dog Food. We talk about food and color and why colorful food and variety are so important to you and your dog. Well, I love animals, all animals, and even some humans. No, I'm kidding. I like most everybody. This is about loving and appreciation of all life and all good things. Now, there's no recipe on this episode but there are lots of recipes available at colorcodeyourdogfood.com. We invite you to check those out anytime. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about other factors essential for good health. It used to be considered insignificant, but research has shown that food for the soul is as important for health as food for the body. Love, laughter, music, as well as good nutrition help keep us healthy and happy. Love, laughter, music, and my three mutketeers keep me laughing. Animals, cats, dogs, and other pets help with blood pressure, unless you have my Mimi. That could be a problem. That girl is a piece of work. She does keep me laughing and on my toes. 20 years old and has not slowed down. Today is a continuation of last week's episode on our and our dog's immune system. It's all about increasing our immune system with laughter exercise, music, food, and some supplements too. Bright, colorful foods are a delicious way to increase you and your dog's immune system. So eat red, orange, yellow, bright red, burgundy, purple, blue, and blue, black, green, white. Yeah, you gotta eat them all. All of them, my friends, eat them all. Eat all those colors. However, saying that, the first, second, and third ingredients are not food. They're love, laughter, enjoying your life, and music. Also, not taking yourself too seriously. Learning to laugh at yourself makes life so much easier. Believe me, I know. I have to laugh at myself. Being able to laugh at oneself confers some positive advantages. It leaves you less prone to chronic stress. Chronic stress cranks up the natural fight-or-flight hormone system in our bodies, which has been long linked to many emotional and physical health issues, including headaches, heart disease, digestive issues, anxiety, and depression, and that's according to Mayo Clinic. Now laugh. It's good for your heart. Literally, it's good for your heart. There was a 2009 study conducted by cardiologists at the University of Maryland Medical Center in Baltimore revealing that laughing along with an active sense of humor can protect against heart attack and prevent heart disease. According to the study, people with heart disease were 40% less likely to laugh in a variety of situations compared to people of the same age without heart disease. A little more evidence that lightening up can lengthen your lifespan. Don't ever put yourself down. Don't do that. That's not good at all. And because it's so hot down here in Texas right now and in so many other areas, we don't go for nice long walks like we usually do. But that's not stopping us. We still dance with dogs every afternoon. Last episode, I talked about Casper, my 18-year-old blind boy. Casper likes easy listening and a little romantic music, but a friend of mine suggested smooth jazz. Wow, 
Was that ever a winner for him? He loved it. And now it's time for... Burger Bites with our very own resident PhD, Dr. Robert Burton. Last week, we asked Dr. Berger about dogs and cancer. This week, he has more to say on that subject. Well, we've probably got a whole lot to say on that subject, but Doc, take it away. In our last podcast, we spoke about dogs and the environment and their mainstream causes of cancer. Now, today, we're going to talk about dietary carbohydrates, simple sugars, and fats, and how they relate to cancer development in dogs. With the onset of epidemic proportions of cancer in all breeds of dogs, dietary factors are a major issue, and in many cases, a significant contributing factor. Whether trying to prevent cancer or just fighting it, dietary intakes can make a significant difference on not only survival and extending the life of your pet, but to actually increase the chances of overcoming and beating this disease. Now, many dog foods have an abundant amount of fat in them. And depending on the amount of fat or fatty acid concentrations in those foods, fat not only causes unwanted weight gain, but also holds many dangerous fat-soluble toxins in the dog's body. Now, when these toxins are released from the fat, they enter the circulation and get embedded in the body tissues. And many of these toxins are carcinogens and or co-carcinogens and can be causative factors for cancer itself. Now, carbohydrates, we're talking about, you know, complex sugars as well as simple sugars, are main constituents of many commercial and even homemade foods. Unfortunately, when complex carbohydrates are broken down into simple sugars, there's a lot of sugar in the body that the dog has to deal with, especially in the canine digestive tract, bloodstream, and supporting organs. Now, there are a lot of problems with this, but a major concern is that cancer cells themselves use sugar as their main energy source. So cancer cells thrive in what is known as a low oxygen or an anaerobic environment, and they use sugar as the primary anaerobic energy source. So cancer cells love sugar. Just remember that. They also thrive in an acidic environment. That's the concept here is to switch your pet's body into becoming more of an high oxygen, an aerobic system in a less acidic environment as cancer cells do not thrive well in high oxygen environments and less acidic environments. Now, the best way to do this is through what you are feeding your furry friend. Now, first be sure that if and when you feed your dogs any produce that is organic, and always check to make sure if you can, and that all meats, poultry, eggs, and things like that that you give them are from pasture and grass-fed animals, in other words, no grains, with no antibiotics nor hormones in them. Now, meat should not be raw but should be at least rare to medium rare in order to defend against possible bacteria ingestion. Also, eggs should be either boiled, sunny side up, or scrambled. Now, never feed your dog raw eggs due to possible salmonella poisoning, so that's important. 
Now, here's something that's important. Here's a note about rice and brown rice that many people use for their dogs. Now, both contain high levels of arsenic, which brown rice even is worse culprit because it has the highest levels of this poison that are found in what is known as the bran. Now, many people feed their dogs rice because it's a staple food and try to follow a gluten-free diet for themselves as well as their canine companions. But you have to be careful here because not only is arsenic toxic over time, but it's also well-known carcinogen. And this can become a true health concern for both you and your dog. As for adding fruits or vegetables to your dog's diet, always remember to puree them before adding to the meal. Now, remember we talked about one time before that human saliva has an enzyme called amylase. Dogs don't have that. And so when they take in fruits or vegetables, they don't start to digest it until it gets into their stomach in the area of the pancreas. So there's always going to be a higher sugar level in dogs than there are in humans. Now, most vegetables are best served raw so they don't lose nutrients, although there are some that do need to be cooked to enable your dog to absorb the nutrients that are present. For instance, although broccoli is great, raw broccoli is tough to absorb nutrients from for your dog. So steaming or slightly boiling would be best here for best absorbance for the nutrients. Then always puree, of course. And always remember to wash all fruits and vegetables thoroughly before giving them to your dog. When I say wash, I mean scrub them because you want to get any pesticides or anything that might be on them off. You don't want pesticide residues getting to his or her systems. So the next time we speak, we're going to talk about maybe about fish, how that's good, and also fruits and veggies that are very good anti-cancer for your dog. That's today's Burger Bites, brought to you by Color Code Your Dog Food. Be sure to leave your own question for Dr. Burger on the contact page at colorcodeyourdogfood.com. Gail, time to let the dog out. And to help us go, here's a few words from Dr. O'Hara's. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics' exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Go to www.essentialformulas.com today to find a retailer near you. Our family takes Dr. O'Hara's probiotics every night, all of us, dogs and all. Now, this is a little story about when I was a little bitty girl, and I was probably four or five. And uh, I lived with my grandparents a big part of the time in small town, Texas in the hill country. They had a dairy and my granddad loved all his cows and each had a name. He would call them and they would come running. Granddad would hug each one. He gave me a milking stool and I would milk the cows too. I wasn't scared and neither was my granddad about me being small and crawling under their legs. They were so gentle they were very careful not to step on me. 
I don't believe we give our animals enough credit. They're intelligent, they can reason, and they also have the ability to respond to love and kindness. So now let's talk a little bit more about food. Anthocyanthins are a group of antioxidants found in dark red, blue, purple fruits and vegetables. A diet rich in anthocyanthins may prevent inflammation and protect against type 2 diabetes, cancer, and heart disease. Regularly eating anthocyanthin-rich foods like raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, and so forth may also benefit your memory and overall brain health. About three times a week, Mimi, Casper, Rambo, and I have oat milk and berries for a mid-morning snack. I buy small frozen organic bags of berries. I also buy only organic frozen bags of sweet potatoes, butternut squash, spinach, green beans, and so forth. And they're all under $2 a bag. And if you want to, you can always call me and I'll tell you where I get them. So handy to have on hand making dog food and people food too. I also buy organic sprouted broccoli and kale powder. I throw a little in our smoothies. We make smoothies a couple of times a week with goat milk kefir. Okay, why do I use goat milk kefir instead of cow's milk? One of the reasons is at a molecular level, the fats in goat's milk are smaller than the fats in cow's milk. Smaller molecules of fat are easier for pancreatic enzymes in the body to break down, making goat milk easier for our bodies to digest. I found it's great for dogs too. Ah, you're in for a treat because it's time for another animal tale. And we won't even make you beg. I have another story here. This time it's a story I read about years ago, and I've never forgotten it. I can't find the story now anywhere, but I was so in awe of this dog, I have to tell you about it. The way I remember is there was a sheep herder in the mountains of New Mexico. He and his dog would take the sheep out in the morning and go to different meadows during the day and let them graze. Then bring them back in the evening and put them in a pen. This went on for many years. But one day, the sheep herder didn't come out of his house. He had actually died in the middle of the night. About three or four years later, I don't remember the actual lapse of time, but it was a long time and people came to the house and found the sheep herder dead and had been dead for a long time. But the sheep were fine. They were healthy, nice and fat, but needed to be sheared. The people were perplexed. Obviously, the man had died years before. Then they saw the dog open the sheep pen and herd the sheep out. They followed. The dog took the sheep to a beautiful mountain meadow where the sheep grazed. Evidently, this dog kept doing his job. He had a purpose in life. The state of New Mexico was so impressed with this dog, they gave him, or maybe a her, a retirement income, and he, or she, lived for many more years. I love that story. If you'd like us to read your own pet story for Animal Tales, head to ColorCodeYourDogFood.com and submit on our contact page. Be proactive. Sure, you take your daily vitamins, but do you replenish the glutathione levels in your body as part of your long-term health strategy? Glutathione is our body's primary antioxidant. It is unique in its ability to repair and rebuild cellular damage caused by free radicals, exposure to environmental toxins, and the aging process. As we age, our levels decrease, making it important to continually boost our glutathione levels. Why is RegActive so groundbreaking and so important? 
Backed by over 20 years of published research, RegActive products contain ME3, a patented probiotic delivery system which carries glutathione past our stomach acids and into our bodies, stimulating our own body's production of glutathione. It's a paradigm-changing approach to health and anti-aging wellness. Join our family today. Our RegActive family of glutathione-producing supplements, liver and detox, cardio wellness, and immune and vitality. Be proactive. Choose RegActive. Available at natural health retailers nationwide. Welcome back. Now, this article actually appeared in Animal Wellness Magazine, and the author was Dr. Deva Kulsa, and I believe I pronounced her name correctly, veterinarian, 10 ways to optimize the glutathione in your dog. The good news is there are several glutathione precursors as well as certain foods that will work to boost this antioxidant's production in your dog's body. First one is vitamin C. A little extra vitamin C on a daily basis will recharge the glutathione already present in his body. The powdered buffered form of this vitamin is relatively tasteless and easy to sprinkle on a bit of wet food. The suggested dose is 50 milligrams to 100 milligrams per day. Garlic. Garlic is a sulfur-rich food. A little fresh garlic each day supports this antioxidant's production. And when they say this antioxidant, they're talking about glutathione. In the Pruitt's household for the Mutketeers, I give them a half a clove pureed in their food, and that's for all three dogs. Now, greens. Kale and broccoli have compounds that support the natural production of this particular antioxidant in the body. My thoughts? For us, we add a little sprouted organic kale and broccoli powder to their food. And ours, too, by the way. Selenium is the next one. Selenium is an important mineral that helps your dog's body recycle and produce more of this antioxidant. Then SAMe is converted into glutathione and readily available in health food stores and through veterinarians. The recommended dose is 20 milligrams a day. The next one is N-acetylcysteine. Another readily available supplement called N-acetylcysteine helps boost this antioxidant level in your dog's blood and liver. As mentioned in the sidebar, it's used in human hospital ER to treat people with liver failure from Tylenol overdoses. They keep it all the time in, in the ER. The next one is whey protein. Whey protein has been shown to increase this antioxidant, that's glutathione levels. Quality whey protein contains all the key amino acids for glutathione production, along with a unique and highly bioactive compound which promotes this antioxidant's production. Vitamin D3. There is evidence that vitamin D3 increases intercellular glutathione. Now, where do you get vitamin D3? Well, get, you get it from the sun and also from, you know, a liver. Uh, they have it from um, calcium. Different calcium has it. Some milk has it. The goat's milk have it. Eggs have it. Sardines and salmon, which we do a lot of that, the canned salmon. And it's wild caught, always wild caught. Remember that. The next one is milk thistle. Milk thistle is an excellent source, which may help prevent glutathione depletion in the liver. FYI, milk thistle has a tendency to thin the blood, so always check with your vet before giving the supplement. Actually, always check with your vet before giving any supplement. Exercise. Exercise boosts glutathione levels. That's been proven. As you can see, healthy levels of this antioxidant, that's glutathione, are tremendously important for maintaining health. In people, glutathione deficiency has been linked to cancer, arthritis, autoimmune disease, and Alzheimer's. 
I have successfully used glutathione gel in one dog with senior dementia, and this antioxidant literally saved the life of the dog dying from xylitol ingestion. It turned him around in a matter of hours. Now, I'm not saying that. That is Dr. Deva, okay? You may not have heard about glutathione before now, but it's a good idea to get to know this antioxidant. It may help give your dog all the support he needs for a long and healthy life. By the way, most of what Dr. Deva suggests is in Essential Formulas Reactive product, Liver and Detox. This product has a milk thistle and the N-acetylcysteine along with selenium and the ME3 probiotic that produces glutathione. Just so you know, there has not been any studies done on canines with this product. Again, always check with your physician and vet before giving any supplement to your family or your dog. Well, that does it for us today. I will talk about white food next episode. Kiss that canine of yours for me and remember to color code that dog food. Much love and kisses. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Color Code Your Dog Food with Gail Pruitt. Dogs are a part of the family, so treat them like one at mealtime. Working dog, service dog, or just a lap-sitting mutt. If you want to give them long life and good health, join us next time for tips, recipes, product recommendations, stories, and a whole lot of tail-wagging fun. Don't forget to visit ColorCodeYourDogFood.com. Get the latest recipes, catch up on pet news on our blog, submit questions to Dr. Berger, and your own story for animal tales. Sure, dogs rule, but we want to hear about your cats, birds, lizards, fish, and more. Any companion you love, we'd love to hear fun stories. The sillier the better. Hey, you got a dog in this hunt, so join us next time for Color Code Your Dog Food and color your dog healthy. Oh.